Last time on the hard-hitting medical drama, Eidolon Oyster. Working together, the soul care team was able to solve the medical mystery of being stabbed by a harpoon and get Matt Fisher stabilized. While leaving, Sam discovers that the detective Jiminy that's been following him may have actually been the twin sister of Vera Jiminy. At the end of the, the mission, Sam had their Eidolon, the revenge of Vera Jiminy, severed and taken by Detective Jiminy, but not without first giving a little bit more information on the case that has been hounding Sam. It turns out the last person, their friend, the bestower of the revenge of Vera Jiminy, the last thing they did was speak with Matt Fitcher, who provided his custom soul care technique of giving us handshake only hours before they passed. What does Sam do with this information? What does the rest of the team do? What'll you do? Oh, we'll find out that all that and more on Eidolon Oyster. Before I forget, we're going to draw ready for anything for you, Dr. Pyre. Yes, let's do that. What do you got? You got three gens? I got three gens. You have the Empress, the Sun, and Strength set aside for you. Empress, Sun, and Strength already. We got away with not having to remember our ready for anything in Queen by me just never using my ready for anything <laughs> cards. <laughs> Can I deal in? Which, to be fair, yes. I drew mostly negative cards, so it was probably for the best that I just sat on them. Yeah. Dr. Larch, your options for this session are Beast, Infiltrator, and Inhuman. Ooh. What am I Inhuman power? I really wanted... I should do my Inhuman. It's good. I, I see it's written on the sheet as question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> okay. Wait for this. This is a big one. Okay. Uh-oh. Billy Baloney. We should put the doctor from The Good Doctor in here. No. <laughs> Not- <laughs> we we can o- we could only get the mid doctor. I'm sorry. What about the doctor from The Good Wife? Mm. No, that's a lawyer. <laughs> Yeah, I'm afraid we could only get a midwife. It's a lawyer show, yeah. We do have midwives! That's so true! I I refuse to recognize that that uh, profession. All wives are uh, quality to me. Yeah. No such thing as a midwife. No such thing as a midwife. <laughs> Call them nursing, uh, birthing assistants. Because no wives are mid. Yes, there we that's go. Right. That's the tweet. I stole that from Rain. Oh. Yeah, no, that's... Yeah, <laughs> that that's, makes sense. Yep, that checks out. All right, I got it. All right. Inhuman. 
my Eidolon, my Inhuman Eidolon is in the... Amarillia oyster is a species of fungus pathogenic to trees and those of the family Flysicariae. In the United States, it's the most common variant of the group of species and under the name Armelia mealia. In the Cascade Mountain Range in Oregon, it is a, uh, a it has spread primarily underground to create the largest uh, organism known to man. Amelia larch is a projection of this this humongous fungus. Uh, sent here to okay. <laughs> sent here to judge humans and uh, see if we can survive together. The Eidolon in thee allows me to make a miracle happen for the sake of uh, for environmentalism. So if it does, if it'll help the environment, I can do a miracle. Very interesting. Are there costs maybe to other things? Perhaps we should. We, you know. If it's in the name of environmentalism, that may not be the best for humanity in the short term. Yeah. Maybe best for the long term, but it could be tough in the short term. Yeah, yeah, basically. Dr. Harper. Yeah. Where are you sleeping? Uh, well, we just finished up the surgery thing. Probably at the hospital, right? Like... Oh, you're not, you're not going home? You're just going to sleep at the hospital? Um... Well, it would make more sense for Dr. Harper to go home. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely an on-call room with beds. like. Right, but I just think that he's the kind of asshole who would go home instead of sticking around. Now that I think about it. So yeah, he went home to sleep. Yeah, you know he's got a fancy-ass car and he, he considers pulling up when he's called in to be part of the whole, like, Dr. Prestige. Yeah. Dr. Harper, tell me a little bit about where you live. It is a nice, where where the fuck, uh, Cleveland? Is that where we are? Columbus, Ohio. Columbus, sorry. Probably somewhere a little unassuming. It's in a nice neighborhood, of course. Um, Maybe a little bit separated from other people. Not by much, though. Um, Two-story, way too much space for one guy to be living in, but he's absolutely living there. Um, Yeah, what else do you want to know? So this this is an apartment, or is this a house? No, it's a house. You own your own house, but you're living all alone in it. Yes. You got a yard? Yeah, it's got a yard. You got, do you do any yard work, or you hire someone else for that? No, I hire someone else for that. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Harper, you wake up in the morning, and you find a woman staring at you in your bedroom. She is dressed in white robes like some kind of medieval priestess. Uh, I think he starts, uh, he wakes up and starts scrambling for his phone to call the police. There's no need for that. I just wanted to congratulate you on your performance yesterday. Uh, Who are you, exactly? You can call me Veteran, and you, of course, are Dr. Drake Harper. Well, I knew who I was, I didn't need help with that. (laughs) You know... I was watching you treat Matt last night, and I gotta say, it seemed like your approach was the most efficient. Uh, yeah, that's often true. Could you get out of my home? I'll be out of here soon, but I want to ask you a few questions first. And if I don't want to answer any questions? I'll make it worth your while, I promise. Did that weird detective send you? Is that what this is? No, I don't really know her at all. I'm a friend of Matt's. Okay. The way that you basically just completely purged that poison out of Dr. Larch, I wanted to ask, 
why didn't you just do that to Matt, too? Well, they were performing surgery on Matt, so I didn't want to interfere with that. By the time the surgery was done, we knew what the regular antidote was. There was no reason to go to my Eidolon for that. It can be a little more harsh than traditional means. But there was still poison left over after the antidotes. It only, it only slowed it, didn't get rid of it completely. Okay, now out of character. <laughs> well, no, I guess that's fine. I guess, I guess we live in Eidolon world. Uh, okay, and is he, how is he doing? Well, you're gonna see him soon, aren't you? Yes. So you'll know very soon. Okay. But, uh, back to my question. Why not just use your powers to burn up the poison inside him? Because he was fine. You think he's fine? It's the impression I was under! <laughs> so in your eyes, your job is complete. Yes. I mean, yes. At, at the time, my job was complete, yes. If we go in there today and there's something new, we'll take care of it, but yes. Very interesting. Well, that's all I wanted to know. See you later. And she disappears into thin air. Great. You all arrive back at the hospital in the morning. Should I, uh, wind back our damage tracks? Yeah, put them all back up to winded. Since, uh, in the rules, it says recover by one step. Right. Uh, Crystal, has Sam's Eidolon returned to them? No, Sam's gloves are still in possession of, um, Dr. Gemini. Not Dr. Gemini, Detective Gemini. Yeah. And, uh, Detective Gemini is not here yet, so you could just check in on, on, uh, Matt. Yeah, I mean, I think that's immediately where I'm going. Yeah, where we're going. When you walk in there, he looks like he's aged 20 years overnight. He's at least... Oh. He's not, you know, he's not bleeding and, like, near death like he was last night, but he's not doing great. Hey, uh, how you, how you, how you feeling, Matt? How you, how you feeling? He gives a very slow and strained thumbs up. Can you speak? Uh, a little bit, I guess. Okay, great. What the hell? You're gonna have to be more specific. I'm, like, just glaring at him. Do you keep a poison spear in your home normally? Yeah, it's an artifact. From what? From jolly old England. You know me, I'm a rich guy, I collect stuff, is that a crime? An artifact of what, though? Where did it come, like- Does this have anything to do with, uh, the ritual to give us Eidolons? Well, you remember the ritual, right? Um... Do you remember the ritual, Dr. Larch? Would you like to dredge for it? Yes, I would like to dredge for it. I got a good dredge, I got three. The Hierophants, Justice, and the Emperor. Oh. Rip. Rip, rip, rip. Oh, the Emperor is your dissonant card, huh? Yeah, I was so excited till that last card. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'd love to discover something. Oh, no. I guess I'm destroying something. Please read me your dissonant card effect. Dissonant card effect is... When you play your dissonant card, apply the following core task. 
You go all in and lose it all. A spirit embodying the possible luck will emerge from the undertow as described by the GM and bestow a curse upon you. Draw one less card next time you make a move. The luck spirit will remain in this world until you play a neutral or positive card. I guess the snake's back. <laughs> Second time in a row. <laughs> well, howdy there, partner. Hey, Aspesius. Didn't expect to see you again so soon. Hey, Aspesius. Um, why can't I remember Zydalon Ritual? You don't remember? I can't. How could you forget? I don't, I, I don't... I don't know. A lot of my memories are weird. Hmm. Well, I could restore those memories for you. For a price, of course. This, this guy's always with the prices. Can anyone else see this happening? The snake talking to me? <laughs> yeah, the snake is visible. <laughs> yeah, I think as soon as it says for a price, of course, I just say, No. 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 The rest of you, y'all remember your Eidolon rituals, right? I'm trying to ignore it. Well, again, I didn't go through one. I I mean, I I picked up some gloves and they like bonded to me. Hey, why'd you bring the snake back into the hospital? It just, it just shows up sometimes. It, it, it just shows up. You keep saying that and yet there's a snake in the hospital. Yeah, frankly, frankly, that's more concerning than if you had brought it. Well, you got images of me all around the hospital. Yeah, no, I know you did this last time, but like with your wildlife. Yeah, images are sanitary in a way that you aren't. You know, in ancient Greece, they used to have guys like me crawling all over the floors of the healing temple. And in ancient Greece, a lot of people died of a lot of things that we can cure pretty easily. Well, you know what they say, medicine is 20% uh, care, 80% luck. I represent the 80%. Oh, I think, I think, um... Our numbers are a lot better than that in the modern world. I'm just trying to ignore the talking snake as I ask Matt, like, okay, who decided to uh, introduce your fun poison toy to uh, your pubic region? Uh, well, look, you guys saved my life, so I'm going to be honest with you, but... Love that. You got to promise to be cool, okay? And, like, definitely don't say anything to the cop. I, I just, I'd rather keep my personal business private, you know? Okay. Doctor patient confidentiality, I understand. Says Sam, who absolutely doesn't because they are not a doctor. <laughs> They're not a doctor. Well, I guess you wouldn't be too surprised to learn that I also have an idol on. Sure. I just sort of gesture for like go on. Well, we kinda got into a bad argument and she ended up stabbing me. And then that fucking detective was knocking on my door. Wait, wait, wait. Who ended up stabbing you? What was that? Who ended up stabbing you? My Eidolon. What? What? Yeah. Wait, was... Okay. Then was the poison something your Eidolon did? Oh, no. It's from the lance. Look, you can still see it draining into the bucket. Actually, it's almost filled. Someone should dump that. Why is there so much poison in this lance? Is it just, is it creating the poison? Is this going to keep happening? Well, if I put it back in the case, it'll be fine. But yeah, it's kind of just going to keep leaking poison. That's why I had it in the case. Okay, I want to I wanna ask again. Um, like, I know you got it from England, but where is that lance from? Because apparently it's magic. Well, you know, England is a magical land. There's all sorts of artifacts. It's really not. I've been there, and it is really boring. You've 
all read the legends you know you got the the bleeding lance you got the holy grail you got excalibur you got all sorts sorry of we've stuff. all read the what the what you said we've all read the what now the legends sorry the what one more time the legends just one more time for me the legends yeah exactly <laughs> legends i'm a doctor to be fair, you are a doctor who can do magic, um, Dr. Pyre. Clark, I don't know what to tell you. You can see the lance right there in front of you with your own eyes. I just kind of like huff and grab another bucket to swap out. Anyway, uh, listen. If you could actually go grab one more artifact for me, that would be a huge help it's uh it's back in my apartment and it'll be a blue oyster shell it'll be in its own case uh, i i can i can go do that i don't know that i'm gonna be much help medically so sam you're the best thank you so much sam is trying not to show that they're very excited about getting to see um his apartment I kind of put a hand on Sam's shoulder to keep you from walking away. And like, what's it do? Okay, promise you gotta be cool, okay? Oh, yeah, whatever. What's it do? What magical, dangerous bullshit are you sending Sam to go get for you? It's just a little thing called the Holy Grail. I, I... Wait, so you have? A, are you are you telling us you also have a Excalibur? Is that what I'm getting from from the the thing you were saying earlier? No, I never got a hold of Excalibur. That's in some other game. <laughs> yeah, I heard that's in Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> I'm realizing that I've really goofed up with uh, Dr. Pyre because he's a very non-verbal character who talks a lot with body language, which is terrible for a podcast. It's not good for a podcast, no. <laughs> Flails arms angrily. But yeah, like, you say the Holy Grail, and he kind of just, like, pinches the bridge of his nose, and is just like, Okay, again, what does it do? Well, it's the same as the Legends. Makes you feel better. Which I could really use right now. That's what people always said about the Holy Grail, is that it makes you feel better. I would like to do a move on our friend Matt here. Please. Uh, I'm going to use the move Shadow Reading, which allows me to use Soul Spyglass to ask one question of someone. You gotta dredge first, bud. Oh, jeez. You gotta dredge, and you gotta dredge good. Hey, worst case scenario is already out of the way. That's true. Yeah, I've lost. Also, I'm gonna draw one less card. Yeah, because this snake's room. So two. Two. The tower. <laughs> and the wheel of fortune. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. I, I want to read Matt's, uh, Matt's thought and see what is he hiding from us. Uh... I'm going to be a stinker and pick the tower. Why not? No, that doesn't... Ty, please read the move. <laughs> yeah, you, you have to play at least a neutral card for shadow reading. <laughs> yeah, and it's just when you dredge the undertow for something else. Oh, for something else. Ooh. Yeah, so what are you dredging for in the first place? Okay, maybe he said he got stabbed by his Eidolon. Maybe something about that Eidolon. Yeah, What's what specifically do you want to know? what are they or where are they what are they or where are they the wheel of fortune you are at the mercy of the fates okay i think what's going to happen 
is that your buddy Asclepius the Snake is gonna go ahead and follow through on that curse. Since you weren't willing to deal for it, mm -hmm. he's just gonna bite you. Advance your damage track to Battered. <laughs> but as he bites you, you receive a vision of exactly where Matt's Eidolon is. And she's hanging out in the lounge of the hospital. I like to imagine when the snake bites me, like my tongue lolls out and my eyes are back in my head and I'm foaming at the mouth. And then I pop up and I go, the lounge. <laughs> so then now you can ask Matt your question. Oh yeah, what is he hiding from us? What does he not want us to know? What does he not want you to know? And this must be absolutely truthful, of course. Right, you're answering this question, yeah. not Matt. He does not want you to know what his Eidolon does. He is worried that if you learn what his Eidolon does, you will think less of him, and he really wants you to like him. Didn't need to dredge for that last part. <laughs> Useful info. Useful. <laughs> Worth getting bit by a snake again <laughs> two days in a row. And then, um, Crystal, you get to ask a question back of uh, Dr. Larch. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Dr. Larch, when um, Detective Gemini came in yesterday, she briefly mentioned that the reason she was trying to question Matt is because on stage, he mentioned that he had hired you, a known terrorist, and you described your, your history on the wrong side of the law, doing illegal doctoring. Is, would that be an accurate uh, uh, recollection of events? Yes. We found, they found me in them. And you previously said that you consider Matt to, to kind of be an enemy of nature, but he allows you to do what you do. Is that right? Yeah. Anyone with that much money, the, the amount of pollution caused by his jet going over to England to pick up relics? Problematic. And you know he's flying that private jet constantly. All over the place! So, my question for you is... Matt is kind of what's protecting you from the law. Would you let Matt die if it would protect nature, even at a cost to your protection from the law? Ooh, this is a good one. Um, it depends how much, how big of a good it would be. How, how, how sustainable it would be. If it's just like, well, you save a tree. Like, okay, well, that's probably not a lot. But if it would, like, have a ripple effect, then... That's kind of why I'm here. Okay. Uh, so Sam was going to go get the Holy Grail, right? That's correct. What did the rest of you do? Uh, when everybody leaves, I do want to ask Matt who the fuck veteran is. Uh, sorry, can you speak up a bit? Yeah, who's, um, who's veteran? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, did she come to you? Yeah, she broke into my house. Oh, what an asshole. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's my Eidolon. That's a uh, veteran of the psychic wars. Okay. God, Blue Eyster Cult has so many good song titles. <laughs> <laughs> did, she, did she make a big fuss? Like, did she bother you? I'm sorry. I mean, yeah, she bothered me because I woke up and she was standing over my bed. Okay, but she didn't hurt you or anything? As far as I know. Okay, that's cool. I'm glad for that. Hey, but thanks for saving me last night. 
no problem. It's what we do. Can, can I can I shake your hands? Sure. We're friends, Matt. He gives you a, a nice, firm handshake in gratitude for saving his life. Yeah, you know, handshake. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Uh, listen, no problem, man. We we don't want you to die. Is there anything else I can do for you, uh, Drake? Uh, no, I guess not. Try not to buy any more ridiculously poisoned items for your home. Well, I mean, if, if they're historically... Or steal them. If they're historically important, how can I resist? Alright, bud, I guess I can't stop you. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I think unless someone's grabbing me to, like, help them with something, uh, Dr. Pyre is just gonna have had enough of this bullshit and is just gonna get to work at his normal job. What's what's a normal day-to-day for you, like? Um, I would imagine that it means, like, going down to the OR. There's probably, like, a docket of patients already lined up and just sort of, you know, working through them. Okay, give me a, um, give me a challenge fate gen for just doing a, a nice day's work helping patients. I'm just gonna go ahead and play strength out of my ready for anything. Alright, strength. You triumph through force. How do you triumph through force as a doctor, I wonder? I'm imagining the force is coming more from just, like, forcing out all the bullshit that's been happening since last night. I don't care about any of that, I am just focusing in on what I'm doing, but also, you know, forcing through the pain that my Eidolon inflicts on myself to help people. I am just aggressively treating this like an ordinary day, even though it's not. So you don't really like thinking about the weird situation that's going on with Matt. That's not your problem. No, it's not. You know, my pro- it was my problem when he was bleeding out in my OR, and he's not now. So, whatever he's gotten himself into, frankly, not my concern. So to you, he's not, like, any more special than any other patients just because he happens to be your boss. Absolutely not. Dr. Pyre, I think you get a renewed sense of purpose from just doing your regular job that you signed up to do, not doing any PR bullshit, not having to deal with any magical artifacts. Go ahead and recover a damage track. Hey, all right. (laughs) You're fresh. Damn right I am. Nice. Sam. Yeah, I'm Sam. You're heading over to uh, Matt's apartment. Yep. Have you been here before? I have not. That's why they were secretly so excited about this. It's a good thing that Matt gave you the keys off screen. Yeah, I I, I kind of assumed that would happen. <laughs> kind of hard for me to go retrieve something if I can't get in. So as you enter his apartments, all the way on the top floor of the penthouse of like the biggest skyscraper in Columbus, which is not that big, <laughs> you see the shattered remains of the glass case that the Lance was in. Yeah, that's going to be a problem. <laughs> I mean, you can step around it. It's not like a big threat I'm to thinking, you. I'm thinking more of the uh, fact that the case was supposedly the thing that stopped it from bleeding poison. But you don't immediately see where the blue oyster shell you're looking for is. Hmm. Where do you feel like a blue oyster shell would hide? Well, it's tricky, right? Because, you know, Matt's the kind of person you'd presume who'd want, you know, his cool artifacts on display where people can see it but if it really is the holy grail might not want to draw that much attention to it because uh the off chance somebody figures out what it is 
that's something people have killed over. Um, I'm going to guess. I can't explain why, but I think the bathroom. Interesting. And where are you, where are you going to check inside the bathroom? Uh, first, I want to see if it's like somewhere where it'd be decorative. So like back, uh, you know, in a thing on the back of the toilet, uh, sitting out on, you know, a counter. Uh, and if it's not anywhere visible, I guess I'm going to check in any of the like storage places. You open a compartment in the bathroom, which, by the way, is has like painted walls all over to look like there's like paintings of castles and knights and kings and horses and people going on quests. It's like a whole tapestry in here. But in one of the drawers where people would keep things like towels, there's just a whole drawer filled with loose oyster shells. An oyster shell, an oyster shell junk drawer. Um, are they, are most of them normal oyster shell colored? Are they all blue? Are they different colors? What, what? Oh, they got all colors in here. And there's not just one blue one. There's just a whole bunch. Right. Are they all different, slightly different shades of blue? You got all the shades, all the shapes. This is a veritable collection of every kind of oyster shell you can get. <sighs> Should I, I. I figured if there was um, more information I needed to, to retrieve this, he would have given it to me, but okay. Can I just dump all the ones that look blue into a bag or something? Sure, you can do that if you just want to take all of them to him. I mean, it seems more sensible than sorting through them trying to guess. That's fair enough. I mean, he'll be able to recognize it, right? I would assume. Okay, so you're just going to leave with this... Uh plastic bag of blue oyster shells to take back to the hospital no i am going to uh indulge my worst impulses and snoop a bit okay okay what you looking for well um let's see investigate is jen right that's right uh can you draw me two cards we'll we'll find out okie dokie the hermits and the hierophants all right the hermit is your actions isolate you, and the Hierophant is you discover something. Well, for you discover something, I would like to ask what's hidden here. What's hidden here? Just in general in the apartment? In the apartment. I'm kind of just, you know, looking around, snooping. I want to I want to discover something, you know, secret while I'm just kind of snooping around. I think as you're snooping around the library, you pull up one of the books on the shelves, and it's exactly one of those secret books that opens up a hidden compartment. And inside there... Ah, oh, he's so cool! ...is the <laughs> most epic gamer room you've ever seen. He's got Nintendo. He's got Sega. He's got Philips CDI. He's got it all in here. Wow. How's the wire management? Immaculate immaculate what you can't see a single wire uh, oh no now i'm are you much of a gamer sam um i think sam mentioned when talking to um john kramer that yeah sam, sam likes to unwind with a game or two yeah um this is this is like cursed knowledge because now i really want to try and get invited to game with Matt, but I can't let him know that I know about his secret gaming room. 
I'm sure it would be possible to maybe drop hints that you'd like to game sometime. Yeah, unfortunately, Sam is terrible at dropping hints. Sam, what's your favorite game? Uh, Sam is really fond, like, ridiculously fond of this um, Xbox 360, like, um, downloadable game that's, like, you control a bunch of tanks and, like, tactical combat. Oh, like, uh, like World of Tanks? Yeah, kinda. It's not World of Tanks, though. It's a, it's a much more indie thing. Sam's out here leaking official documents on the forums to win arguments about balance <laughs> changes. Sam has at one point accidentally guessed something that was classified information <laughs> while trying to act like they knew right. they knew stuff. And um, yeah, that didn't go great. If we knew Sam's World of Tanks uh, username and like looked at his posts, it paints a really different picture. Very toxic online user. Yeah, Sam likes to uh, Sam likes to put on a persona when when playing games. Right. Yeah. Oh my God, Sam. <laughs> Sam, my God. No, look, look. It's 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 what my character would say. It's not it's not what I. Oh think. yeah. Like you're a fucking wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, so this is this is good information to pocket. Um, and for the hermit, I would like to ask, what happened here recently? What happened here recently? Trying to, you know, maybe find out a little more that isn't, you know, we weren't told about and maybe the um, officer either doesn't know or was also withholding. I think what you notice is that other than the broken case, there's not really any signs of a struggle in here. It seems like after both the before the stabbing and after the stabbing, there wasn't really any rough housing going on. It seemed like it happened very fast, and it was over very fast. Okay. Um. Yeah, I guess then I'm going to head back with the oyster shells. As you're entering the hospital, Detective Gemini greets you. Good morning, Sam. Oh, uh, good, good morning, Detective. How did you sleep? Um, actually, really well. Um, I don't know if it's just because I was so tired from how stressful everything was or what but um sam doesn't say this but last night was the first night since getting those gloves that they weren't plagued with dreams that they could couldn't quite remember when they woke up perhaps it was just the satisfaction of a good night's work maybe listen sam i had some more questions after examining these gloves overnight oh uh... these are vera's gloves aren't they yeah, she had them on her when um when she was in the hospital. Did she give them to you as a gift? Kind of, yeah. Say more. I don't I don't know that I really can. Um she just um told me not to um not to let anyone else get them, get a hold of them, keep them safe. But you gave them to me, didn't you? Yeah, I mean, you're her sister. I I guess I, I figured they'd be safe with you. So you consider me to be safe? Yeah, I mean, I mean, you're a police officer, right? We're supposed to trust police officers, aren't we? In that case, please be honest with me. Exactly how did you acquire these gloves? I, well, I don't know if you're going to believe me. Um, Sam looks around a little bit and um, gestures to a uh, empty 
room nearby for them to, to walk into just because they, they don't feel comfortable with talking about this around other people. Um, this is going to sound like I made it up, I know, but believe me, I'm not that imaginative. Um, I, I didn't intend to take, take these gloves. Um, I was just, after she died, I was just, uh, collecting her things. We normally, you know, keep them on hand in case any, you know, next of kin come to, uh, check the body. We, you know, we want to give, give the deceased's belongings to someone who, um, would potentially want them or be able to take care of them. And, um... You know, I'd, I'd folded up all her other clothes and put them in the box, but when I picked up the gloves, um, I I don't even know why. I just, I was putting them on without really even thinking about it. And um, once they were on, I couldn't take them off. What do you mean you couldn't take them off? Well, I, I mean, I could I could pull them off, but as soon as I did, they'd appear back on my hands. Um, When I handed them over to you last night, that's like the first time I've not been wearing them for in quite a while. Sam, it sounds like you just confessed to me that you looted these off my sister's body. No, no, I... Like I said, I wasn't trying to take them. They... They... They attached themselves to me. I... I didn't... I, I would never steal from a patient, even one who died. Like, that's not... That's not the kind of person I am. I... I can't... If they attach themselves to you, then how did you give them to me? I, I, I don't know. I guess they let me. They seem to... <sighs> the truth is, I think they're haunted. They are haunted? You're going to think... Again, I, I know this sounds, this sounds crazy. You're not going to believe me. <sighs> but I think your sister is haunting me through those gloves. What do you mean by that? I mean, after I... After I put them on, I started getting like these little flashes of like visions of, from her perspective of I don't know some sort of struggle. I think it was the last thing that happened to her before she was brought into the hospital. I've never been able to make out anything clearly, but it seems to be like a memory of hers. And sometimes when I touch other things, I I get something similar, but for whatever you know that object is. And I don't. Sometimes I. Sometimes I can hear her voice telling me to do things. What does she tell you to do, Sam? Mostly it's like follow people she says look suspicious. Like it's happened two or three times, just like strangers, but she says they look familiar and I should follow them. Um, occasionally she, she tells me to like, I don't know, she's, she's told me to poke around some of the hospital records. Um, she's looking, she's trying to, to find something. I think she's trying to find out who killed her. You're saying she was murdered. That's what she thinks. And what have you found out so far? I, I think she's right. Um, I, I, you know, one of the first things she had me look at was her autopsy and um, her, you know, her chart from when she was brought in. And um, it is, I mean, the, the, the drugs they found in her system was something that somebody could have taken as like an overdose, but... Um, well, I've, I've been to her apartment, and she didn't have any of those pills in the apartment. Um, and the visions I get of her struggling, those weren't in her apartment either. Um, I'm pretty sure somebody gave those pills to her. And the, the people she's had me follow, um, they all seem to be criminals of some sort. I've, I've always, you know, chickened out before following them anywhere truly dangerous. But, you know, I've, I've seen them all talking with the same... 
like people. I think they're part of some sort of criminal organization. Okay, Sam, let me stop you there and maybe relay to you some facts I know about her death. She was using. She didn't keep it at home, but she would go to places and use there. Those are probably the people you're following. But why, why would she want me to follow those people? Maybe she's just asking you to do what she did in life. What, she wants me to use drugs? Isn't that why you stole that Vicodin last night? What do you mean? Sam, give me a, um, give me a dazzle. That's one glam from old, uh, from old Sammy here. And uh, are you trying to convince her that you did not steal Vicodin last night? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm definitely trying to bluff that I, I did not, in fact, commit a, uh, pretty bad crime that could cost me my job. Justice. Oh, no. <laughs> Bear is not well, good in this situation for me. It's neutral. <laughs> uh, neutral, 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 neutral. The situation becomes more fair. I guess I would say in terms of, like, fairness, she clearly has both authority that Sam doesn't and knowledge that Sam maybe doesn't have access to. So if we're looking for neutral, maybe something uh, that gives Sam some sort of edge over those things. Maybe she doesn't know Sam took the Vicodin and is just um, making a, uh, you know, that old cop maneuver of making a guess that you want to be true and hoping that they don't call your bluff. Sam, would you please empty your pockets for me? Uh, I think Sam does. I don't. I think Sam's just holding on to a bunch of receipts and not much else. Where did you put the Vicodin, Sam, as the narrator? Oh, um, Sam has a um has a uh, cash in the hospital um where they where they store that stuff until it's time to make the exchange. Um, it's a uh, it's just a um hollow brick in a fairly unused corridor. Very good, Sam. You didn't keep it on you. That means I don't have any proof. But I am going to ask you to assist me in my investigation. I, um, I, you know, I would have been willing to do that anyway. I, I want to, I want to know what happened too. Of course. So I'm going to give you the gloves back, Sam. Uh, thanks. Sam's not entirely glad to hear that. These gloves have been kind of disruptive to their life for the last, I don't know, month or two, however long they've had him. You don't look happy to receive them. Like I, like I said, I didn't really intend to take them. I, I've been stuck with them. I kind of thought maybe when I gave them to you that, I don't know, uh, maybe Vera would have you uh, do whatever it is she wants me to do. Like, I feel like you'd probably be better at it than me. I didn't hear any voices from these gloves. Apparently, you're the only one who has some kind of psychic connection to them. Of course. Here's what I want you to do. If you're saying that Vera was somehow murdered in this hospital, that means Matt's going to know something about it. What? No, it doesn't. Like, Matt... <laughs> Matt can't possibly know everything that happens in this hospital. Isn't that his whole pitch? That soul care cares? Personal attention? Yeah, but, I mean, there's, there's definitely things that happen here that how would he know about? Like what? You know, like doctors hook up in the the break rooms sometimes. Um, Sam, I'm fairly certain he knows about that. In any case, Sam, get something out of him. Come back to me. If I learn anything, I will tell you.
Hey y'all, welcome to the ad break. Been a long time, shouldn't have left you. But I am back and we're back for ad break and I hope you're enjoying Idol on Oyster. I always love these mini shows. It's sometimes the fun time to hang loose and try try some new tricks. I have to play a wild card, that's fun. I, you know, originally had this big idea that all these wild cards were gonna be like my old OCs from other games. I only really got to the Great Sun Jester, which is a, uh, was a, was a thing from, I think, an old gloss game I did with, like, Luke, with Luke and Iris and whatnot. Uh, so that was fun, but I don't know if I really ever got to the rest of those in, uh, this playthrough. But I did have a lot of fun, which I hope you're having. Um, I want to let y'all know that we all very much appreciate y'all listening to this show, as we do every week. Uh, I've been reading in the Discord. Uh, sorry if I spoiled anything for you in the Discord and you're just catching up. Sorry, I'm bad about that. Um, we enjoy all of you guys listening and supporting us whatever way you can. One of the best ways you can support us is, you know, I like we say, spread the word, tell your friends. Uh, if you have any, like, gaming groups that want to try out a fun new thing, you know, you know, run a little mini session of Eidolon and see how they like it. Uh, one of these things I also like about these minisodes is it's, like, a really cool way to practice of, like, what a campaign looks like. Uh, we get a lot of, like, practice in different ways a campaign can go and a different way you can do it uh, that you maybe not, we don't get in the uh, longer seasons in our playtests. So I hope you enjoy these, not just as a, you know, refreshing little uh, side piece or side plate, but also as a, you know, extension of the whole playtest theme. Uh, we get we get a little wacky with this one. I really like the first episode where we kind of start with the intros and then do four downtimes. That's fun. And, you know, that's a cool thing you can do for your, for your campaign. Um... But yeah, thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. Uh, one of the things y'all can do to support us is also support us on Patreon. You you know, if you've been listening this far, you probably know what the Patreon is. Uh, it is a way that you can support us by donating one, three, five, ten dollars, whatever you feel comfortable with. Uh, since the SAG After Strike is over, we're going to be releasing some old episodes of. Actually, I meant for you to pod my cast, our JoJo podcast, where. Uh, Luke, Iris, myself, and Zoe go through the current season of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Remember that? Remember Jolene? Remember uh, Foo Fires and all them? Remember the the weird priest like prime numbers? That's that's still going on. Uh, and we're gonna be talking about it. We're gonna be releasing an old era episode uh, now. The sack Afro over, and once we get our schedules figured out, you can expect to see more of that and more of that stuff. You know, other kind of fun stuff in the grag bag. Um, other things we do is like the Eilon, our Eilon playlist. Uh, last one we did was the one on Blue Oyster Cult, which I don't know if we've released it already, but if we've had, I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, those were some pretty rocking songs. But yeah, uh, thank you for all of that. That was some of the benefits you can get if you join us, uh, even at the $1 level. If you can't donate a crazy amount, the $1 level allows you at least to get our episodes earlier. Uh, which is fun, so you can, uh, you know, post in the Discord and, you know, have all your hot takes. Um, that's another thing I love. If you ever want to talk about your theories or, you know, where you are, if you're reading, you know, catching up through the episodes, that's great. And also, if you're like a new listener that is finally catching up to Oyster, welcome. <laughs> I've been watching you imminently. Um, but yeah, uh, and lastly, uh, one of the benefits you have for playing our patreon is that we give you all little shout outs which i'm about to do right now shout out to our five dollar eidolon supporters as preeminent preeminent void veronica charlotte sweets raymond tompkins max oskin peregrine christopher bright byram take heart 
Propagable, Daffodil, Jordan Quinn, Zoe Ultra, Nobody, Bismuth, Missing Jin, Sutsu, Made of Spade, Georgie Bats, Miglig, Becky Scott Fairley, Every Zig 314, Lucientia, Christopher Pragados, Fox X Fire, Visusian, Ramunda Moth Lesbian Goddess. All right, and with that, back to the show. Dr. Larch, what are you up to? Well, I don't know how much time has passed, but if we're doing a flashback uh, kind of thing, I think uh, I think Amelia Larch immediately went to the lounge to hang out with uh, Matt's Eidolon, and I think uh, I think we're just going to get coffee or something or hang out. Maybe if uh, I hang out with the Eidolon and make the Eidolon feel good, Matt will feel better. Also, maybe I can convince them of the important environmentalism. Yeah, Veteran is just kind of lounging with her arms stretched out in the lounge. Oh, hello, Dr. Larch. Hello. What was your name again? You can call me Veteran. Hey, Veteran. I was watching you last night, you know? Yeah, you've known him out a long time, right? Oh, we've known each other for a very, very long time. Why, is there something you wanted to know about him? You think he's a good person? good person mean to you? I suppose caring about other people and how everyone comes together and flourishing. There's a moment where like, what is a good person? I haven't been a person for a while, so... (laughs) Well, you're not exactly a person either, are you? You're a little bit like me. Yeah. Do you think Matt knows... If he does, he wouldn't care. You know why he hired you, right? No, why did he hire me? He wanted to have someone with your history on the staff and on stage to signal to the world that Soul Care is not just a hospital, but also a place where you can get asylum. You can come here without fear of being arrested, because his legal team will protect you. That's true. He has done a great job of keeping me protected in the work I do. Um, but you know, being under his protection also kind of means that he has a leash on you, doesn't it? Yeah, this human. Humans with their short, I mean, the memories are not fully there, but I've, I've been around for thousands of years. Each of one of these people is like a blink, you know? And being under the control, needing him to protect me feels... It feels odd. I don't I don't know if I have what humans call pride. Hmm. You seemed so small in there, you know? And he seemed so big on that stage. And it's weird humans can be a lot of things. He seemed kind of weak, didn't he? In there right now? That's right. Compared to the the man I know, the man I knew just even a day ago? And I I must admit, the pride thing again, I I don't know if I was really that helpful back there. I know he provided asylum, but of compared to the other doctors, I, I kind of just wing it, you know? But that's what makes you strong. That's how you've survived for thousands of years. Yes. Yes. Matt used to be a great man, but 
Now he's just a shadow of his former self. He's a businessman. All he does is shake hands and smile and make deals. He's not a warrior like Dr. Harper or like you. You think we're warriors? I think so. I suppose so. Battle il illness and whatnot. Warriors against disease, against injury, against death. You fight the greatest enemy of all. This is true. This is true. We do fight the greatest enemy of all, but can't kill death. Tell me, Dr. Larch, do you know how pearls are formed? Pearls. See, see aquatic animals. <laughs> No, I do not know how pearls are formed. It's something with oysters, right? When an oyster's interior is irritated by a parasite or an injury, their cells secrete nacre to envelop the threats. And eventually, it produces a little sphere of nacre, a beautiful pearl, a trophy of their victory over the enemy. Wow, when you say it like that, it sounds so resilient. Magical. Do you know that the the temp the rising sea temperatures are are doing to oysters? For all their strength, if it's too hot for them to survive in fresh water, then there will be no more pearls. That's such a tragedy, isn't it? Yeah, I'm here to stop that. But I, do you think Matt could be part of that? Stopping that tragedy, that disease, something that great? And I like look, I look Vera in the eye, or not Vera, uh. Veteran. veteran veteran in the eye and um i don't know uh maybe this is whatever fuck it we're it's, it's four episodes i would like to use a move okay soul hacker oh now we're talking now we're, now talking. we're fucking talking <laughs> describe soul hacker for me please I love the creators of the game just going, oh, yeah, let's see it go. <laughs> you draw bids to try and reprogram someone's Eidolon to carry out a task of your choosing so long as it doesn't directly involve harming anyone. Okay. <laughs> what do you want her to do? In global warming. There we go. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's a big maybe ask. <laughs> It doesn't say in the question. Maybe no. something a little more actionable that can be done in like one and one quarter episodes. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I think it's like, Matt may be a good businessman, but there's some bad businessmen making some very bad business decisions. Could you give me some information on uh, where, where, where those people live? <laughs> Whoa, all right. So you want to take some people out is what you're saying. I would like to shift things. <laughs> uh, I just want to save the pearls. I think you would understand that. Listen, if you want me to uh, kill some bad businessmen, you don't have to convince me that much. In fact, that's pretty much exactly what I'm looking to do. So how about this? You give me a name, I'll see it done. Oh, okay, okay. <sighs> Maybe that, I'm thinking of a o Texas oil guy. <laughs> Longhorn Steakhouse. No, um, John Longhorn. John Longhorn. Heir to the Longhorn Steakhouse family fortune. Um, there's a brief tinge of like, is this fucked up to do? And then no. <laughs> and uh, is this too much? I think um, it's a little fucked up. But sometimes fucked up things are just. 
Yeah, well, well. Justice. Anyway, I, I give, uh, I give the veteran, like, it would be an honor, and I, I give them a, a, a pearl necklace. Just a necklace of made of pearls. It's like, if you could do that, that would be super. What are you asking her to do? Uh, oh, yeah, take out John, uh, John Sturkhorn. <laughs> okay, give me a biz. Biz. That's three. Am I still minus one? Did I get a positive yet? Or a neutral? You used your minus one already. Yes. Okay. I believe. The star, the lovers, and the high priestess. Let's go with the is high priestess positive? No, it's neutral. No, it's neutral. The star is positive. Star. Okay, yeah, the star. Okay, a new path reveals itself. What was the name of the guy you wanted to whack? Can we not do John? John's too hard. Uh, Garrett Longhorn. <laughs> Garrett Longhorn. I'm pocketing John Longhorn, heir to the Longhorn Steakhouse family fortune <laughs> as a character to play in a future game. Yeah, that's fucking gold. My idol on who's gonna tame your wild horses. <laughs> yeah, I think originally she was, uh, uh, Amelia was going into this to, like, hey, I'll talk to this person and the idol on, and maybe I'll heal Matt. And then, like, this opportunity arose, and they're like, well, why not? What if instead of healing Matt, I exploited Matt? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, listen. You've got you've got your allegiance to your true mission, and then you've got your sure. you know other mission. Sometimes one comes first. So as it happens, as soon as you say that, Mister Garrett Longhorn, who happens to be a close friend of Matt Fisher, walks in through the hospital doors to visit him. Oh hell yeah, we're getting some fucking Final Destination ass absurd uh, coincidences. Now, of course, because Soul Hacker cannot uh, directly harm someone, she will be assisting. Dr. Larch, why don't we go uh, back into Matt's room and greet Mr. Longhorn? Hey, me a friend of Matt's? Uh, hello there, my name is Garrett Longhorn, heir to the Longhorn Empire. And uh, what may I call you? Uh, Dr. Larch. I am one of uh, Matt's protégés. <laughs> Dr. Larch, I want to give you a big thanks for saving the life of my dear friend, Matt Fisher. That's why I'm here, to pr protect life on Earth. It's so very precious. Hey, Dr. Larch, I, I'm so sorry. I didn't even get to shake your hand. Thank you so much. And he reaches out his hand to you. I shake his hand. You really saved my life. Thank you, I... I know a little bit about poisons and nightshades and whatnot, and I was able to help you out there. But, um, thank you. Just worry about healing. Don't worry about us. Worry about healing. Dr. Larch, is there anything that needs immediate medical attention here? Was it still Garrett still? No. This is Garrett Longhorn, heir to the Longhorn Empire. No, actually, I think what he needs the most is some space. Um, do you mind walking with me? Uh... I don't know how good friends they are with him, but I would love to get to know a little bit more about you, and I think there's like a, a coffee shop across the street? I would love to grab a cup of coffee with one of Matt's young protégés. Alright, now, now we got a final destination. How can we kill this guy? <laughs> can we just push up in front of him in traffic? No. I mean, you could. Maybe use the poison from the spear. That was what I was thinking. You got- we got so much of it. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, this Dr. Larch. Hey, just, uh, why don't you just, uh, get them to shake hands? All right, yeah, of course. Um, but before we go, one last thing. Um, it's a custom from where I come from up in, um, up in Oregon. Um, 
that if you shake hands with someone on the sick sick bed as between businessmen, there's called the the businessman's cure. Uh, you get on, you get down on two knees. You make a dollar sign amount over your heart, and then you do a firm handshake. Business Catholicism. Yes. I I wasn't aware of this custom. Is this how you do it? Where you're from? Yes. Yes. Yes, all the people of Portland do this daily. Yes. Well, or I, I suppose if that is the custom of your people, that I will do so. Please, it's m- maybe a bit superstitious, but I do believe he would he would appreciate it. Well, uh, Matt, uh, put her there, and their hands lock in place. All right, all right, all right. Now here's what you gotta do. Don't let them let go. While while their hands are clasped, I also cr- clasp them like over the hand, and I just want to hold those hands clasped. I must say, Doctor Larch, your grip is quite tight. How long does this typically go on for? You know, being a doctor, sometimes you gotta get disease by the throat and just hold it underwater until it stops moving. I what? Is that how you <laughs> Yeah, consider... that's how I'd respond to a doctor saying that, too. <laughs> I, I must say, I'm beginning to feel a bit uh, lightheaded. Uh, that means it's working. That means it's working. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, like, whisper in his ear. <laughs> I... Uh, uh, how long do we keep this up? I look at I look at veteran. I'm like, <laughs> and uh, Garrett Longhorn, heir to the Longhorn Empire, passes out in the room. Oh, look what she made me do, large. <laughs> oh no, oh no, killer is struck again. <laughs> hey, Doctor Large, I was just headed to lunch. What the fuck? Oh, I think uh. I think the disease spread to him. I think I think it's just in him, though, but he just came in here and he shook his hand and I think it may have killed him. Is he dead? Like, can I run out and check his pulse? He is dead. Make sure no one else shakes hands with Matt. I don't know what we're going to tell everybody else, but this is huge. Um, is he dead? He's... Uh, uh, I think I am grabbing like I, I'm grabbing a phone to get somebody up here with like a defibrillator. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. What, what did I say? What my power was for Unda? <laughs> what did you say your power was? <laughs> I could do a small miracle for the cost of what was the cost again? You said it had to be for environmentalism. For environmentalism. So I think I think Matt has a massive recovery. <laughs> Sacrifices businessmen. He, even if he doesn't get up or anything, I think he like looks better. Wow. Oh, that really did hit the spot, though. Wow. So, but seriously, though, is he dead? I think we got like uh, uh, medics coming in here and trying to like I, I'm sort of guiding them as they're trying to defibrillate him. Can we get anything to happen here? Yeah. I mean, as they're trying to, are you helping them defibrillate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Give me a um. Give me a challenge. What what does defibrillation mean in this stat system? <laughs> I don't know why, but I'm thinking Ellie. Yeah, Ellie sounds me right too. to me. Okay, Ellie. Yeah, give me an Ellie. I'll play the Empress from my Ready for Anything. Okay, okay, okay. You create something. 
I think as you're like doing intense CPR on him, what you create is is a heartbeat. His heart is at least beating again. Okay. But he's not stable. He could still go at any time. And he grabs you by the collar, Dr. Pyre, and says, Please save my life. That's exactly what we're doing. Please don't let me die. I won't. Please, you have to save my life. Sweat drop. Um, can I, now that he's at least, you know, has a heartbeat, is there anything I can do to ascertain, like, what is shutting his heart down? Like, is there, you know, what's the cause of this and how can I stop it? Give me a dredge. Okay, uh, yeah, what's my biz? Um, that is one, yeah. The moon, negative, something unknown or unknowable interferes. (laughs) In this case, Dr. Larch. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, did we uh, take the phantom clock twice when that first dredge uh, dissident happened? Yeah, it should be at nine now, I believe. Okay, yes, it's at nine now. Yeah. So you're trying to figure out what is stopping his heart. Yeah. Dr. Pyre, you are the most experienced medical doctor here. You have the most traditional training. You are not, you know, out helping the eco-terrorists. You're not fresh out of med school. You've been at this for quite some time. You've seen it all. And yet, there does not seem to be any discernible medical reason why his heart stopped. I mean, he was a man, you know, in his, like, early 70s, but he was a a fairly, like, young and healthy-looking early 70s, like you would expect a billionaire and the heir to the Longhorn Empire to be. Yeah. But it kind of seems like something just sucked the life force out of him. That's not... Life force isn't a thing. What are you talking about? <laughs> What's key? What animates people? What keeps them alive to you? Uh, it, uh, I mean, what keeps them alive? Like burning calories, like energy, electricity, electrochemical impulses. Energy, in other words. Yes. That's why we're shocking him right now. To try to bring the energy of life back. If you want to get poetic about it, sure, but we're losing a patient. I don't know if we have time to get poetic about it. The point is, you can have all sorts of scientific names for it, but at a certain point, there is energy that is fueling the biochemical reactions in a person's body to keep them alive. Yes. And somehow, it just seemed to be sucked out until you injected some electricity. Um, okay, uh... And, not only that, because he drew a negative card, something unknown or unknowable interferes. Because his body is, like, starving for life energy, the defibrillator jump-started his heart, but it's not going to keep it there. And whatever sucked the energy out of him has created, like, a vortex or a vacuum tube, trying to suck whatever out there since it's been jump-started by the defibrillator. And what he does is suck a little bit of energy out of you from that vortex. Advance your damage track. That's fine. I barely even notice it. You said he he's missing energy. Uh, d- does he look malnourished? Is that what you're trying to tell me? He doesn't look malnourished. He just looks weak and frail and old. I uh, grab the, uh, like one of the spare IV bags that we've got set up for Matt and immediately start setting it up, try to get some... If he needs energy, that's how people get energy, from from food. 
Uh, I, I, so we're an IV will will get something in there for now. Um, we just need to, uh, we we just need to try to keep him. I, my hands are like shaking as I'm trying to like think of what we can do here. Sam, have you? Uh, where what are you up to? Um, I think at this point is when Sam uh re-enters the room. Uh, their face is covered in glue and feathers. They, on their way back, they ran afoul of a janitor in the hospital who's always picking on them. <laughs> Naturally. You see Dr. Pyre frantically whe- wheeling this new patient to to his own room. Do you want to interfere with that at all? Or help? What, what happened here? I don't know. Uh, ask him. I point to uh, uh... the friend came in here and they sh- he, he was really moved by emotion. He was like fucked up about his friend dying. You know, seeing your friend like this really rough on the heart. And he went to he went to go give him a handshake. And I think it overexerted him. And there might be Eidolon stuff going on because because the poison he had earlier, you know, so maybe some residue from that. I, I thought we I thought we I thought we cured that. Yeah, yeah, we did. We did, right? Yeah. But it it happened so quickly. He was in here, and he was crying, and then he started dying. I don't know how Sam would be able to help. At this point, Matt Fisher muscles into the, your group and says, Sam, you got it, right? The, 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 the thing? Oh, um, yeah, uh, you didn't, I guess. I was, I, I figured it would be obvious, but, um... Sam just opens the bag full of blue oyster shells. I wasn't sure which one, so I just brought them all. Oh, you just grabbed all of them, huh? Ooh. Uh, well, it's one of them here. God, I meant to get... Was it not in the case? Did I forget to put it there? I didn't see any shells in a case. Oh my god, I'm such an airhead. Um, god, which one of this is it? Um... Sam, you got your gloves, right? Come on, find it. Uh, yeah, I guess Sam is going to shuffle through them, uh, trying to see if their Eidolon can somehow uh, identify a Holy Grail. Yeah, give me a challenge, fate, this. That's a one, baby. That is judgment negative. Your past failures catch up to you. Yeah. Oh, no. Sam's had a few of those. <laughs> Sam, if you had done this back at the apartment then you probably would be able to easily access, to easily find which one is the Holy Grail and bring it up quick now to save Mr. Longhorn. But because you didn't do it and you waited to do it here, eventually you are able to detect a special aura coming out of one of the conch shells. It's a pretty big one. It's big enough that you could like pour a whole can of Coke down here and drink it. And as you grab it triumphantly and raise it into the air and say, I got it, Mr. Longhorn has already flatlined. I want to reveal my master plan. Okay. <laughs> um, I have figured out, like you said, there's some kind of vortex sucking in life energy. And uh, I heard something about a handshake. I am clasping his hand tightly to give him as much of my life energy as I can spare without dropping dead. Okay. Um, you have a Gen 3? Uh, yes. And it's going from the bottom of the deck, remember? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is only because I forget half the time. The High Priestess, the Lovers, and the Tower. Uh, <laughs> uh the High Priestess. Okay. The High Priestess. The supernatural acts through you. I think even as he's flatlining, as you very firmly clasp his hands, you can feel 
the life energy draining out of you towards him like the water going down a toilet. It is even faster and even more forceful than you expected it to be. And you are able to, to save his life, to stabilize him. But in doing so, all of the life has been drained out of you. And you're going to face death. Hell yeah. <laughs> Dr. Larch voice, I face death every day. It's my job. <laughs> Draw biz. That's one. The world. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's fine, actually. I was all good. <laughs> never, never didn't have it. First time, every time. So I have simply rendered unconscious. <laughs> I have done the unstoppable. Pass out. The impossible. Yeah, I think what happens is that the Holy Grail, Sam, slips out of your hands and falls onto Dr. Pyre's face. And it's smooth, not gray surface just sort of rubs all over him. And it is able to just recover him from the brink of death for him to gasp for air and then pass out. <sighs> this has been Eidolon Oyster, an Eidoli playtest production. For more episodes like this, listen to next week when we'll have another one. This episode has been brought to you by myself, Tiberius, which you can find on Twitter, Sirius Tiberius, Luke at SSJ Speed Racer, Molly at Your Friend Molly on various sites, and Lexi at Tabletop Gamera, and Crystal at Arcane Crystal. Until next time, stay idle on and... That's not a sign-off. Have a good one. Bye!